yo 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 check one two one two straight up off the top of my head here we go episode 111 lucid flows returns he's back you guys um i haven't talked to him since the primordial brew live podcast event and he dropped by uh so lucid is also not only a rapper as you guys know but a, a very talented artist and he was recently fired from his job and now he's having to make his own path with his art freelancing i guess doing murals doing side projects and it was an interesting conversation just you know another one of these conversations with someone that i want to talk to about how uh, the pandemic is affecting them and their craft and so we got into that uh, of course other stuff and his you know rap trio i guess is it's a duo trio i guess it's a duo with a i don't know joker i don't know how joker is he's the producer maybe anyways mokes uh him and lou rip and joker of mokes m-o-k-s will be performing at lemonade park in the west bottoms this saturday you guys the 12th, September 12th, uh, I believe it's a free event, and uh, it should be a good time, Lucid Flows, you guys know him, love him, I love having him on the podcast, and I'll have him on again, of course, and this was a good time, enjoy it guys, boom, schlock, boom, oh, I got nominated for Best Local Podcast in Kansas City, go to my Instagram, hit the link in my bio, and vote for me, or go to thepitchkc.com. Yeah, thepitchkc.com, and then you can vote for the best of. And if you are so inclined to vote for me, that would be dope. Bye, guys. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. We'll know topic is off. Now here's your host, my daddy, and Void of Soul. Thank you for coming to the Inner Podcast. Boom, talk, boom. Are you ready? In three, two, one. Here we go. This is so exciting. I'm so, I feel bad for people that don't get to do this. Sundays are the best. Yeah. I love doing the podcast. I love seeing you. I've been excited to have you here. Ryan, I love to see you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. You've been kicking it for a little bit. I got to hear some new songs from Mokes. Yes. You're uh you're half of that squad. Or yeah, well, a, a maybe, third. maybe ha- a half third, the right? yeah. rapping dynamic duo, and then there's Joker 70, our okay. trusted producer. So we, we form like a, like a triangle or a triad. Devil's triangle. I'm saying I'm pyramid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very yeah. strong. Yeah, man. How you, how you been? Pretty good. Wait, you're spo- are you supposed to ask me that? No, ask me. We're just hanging out. Yeah. We were kind of informal a little bit, kind of just kicking it. I watched you eat your lunch. Uh-huh. Yeah, my wife, But now we're getting time to, lunch. <clears throat> you know, we save it for the podcast, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's nice. To- yeah. Yeah. Well, I think last time uh, I saw you was pre-pandemic. Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> it was at the- Primordial uh, Primordial brew. Primordial brew. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. That was a great night. Okay, I'm glad you yeah. said that. I'm glad you think so. Sean Edwards was was the man, and uh, what a cool dude. Shevin put it down. Yeah, dude, his stories uh, were real fun. Yeah. to listen to. Isn't he that just was... a cool dude? Like 
that's like one of those guys that's larger than life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he, uh, he he lives a life that um, seems seems pretty fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and a lot of you know he he does a lot of tasteful name dropping. You know, drop <laughs> drop your jaw a little bit. Right. Um. You know, I'm sure that's intentional, but also real. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. that's dope, man. I um. Yeah, it was that was a good night. And then uh what I've been on three other times, one time with uh Lou Rip as Mokes and then twice before that. Yes. Yeah. You've become a friend of the show. Yeah, probably no longer the the most uh the most often guest on your show. There was a time where I think it was when I was on the third time you said that I'd been on the most. You're probably still on the most. Maybe. All right, let's let's pump that up. I won't wait as long next time. All right. Yeah. Um Yeah, well we we did talk right when the pandemic kind of first started. Um like and, and I'm glad we waited. Hopefully you've had some time to adjust if you will. But <laughs> maybe not. Um but you you lost you lost your job or yeah. or I, right No, nah, yeah, I got laid off in May. <sighs> um yeah, man. Uh it, it was actually pretty decent timing if you're going to get laid off because it was well i had the stretch um from when we first went on lockdown until the end of may to do the homeschooling and kind of catch that groove Mm -hmm. as well i had just moved into a house that has a studio space that had yet to be a priority to get set up so Mm. the quarantine gave me a a good Good. incentive and validation to really focus time and energy into making that a workable studio space, which, which was great because now that's where where I'm working. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I got laid off, uh, the stimulus money really helped to give me a runway, um, to just kind of start doing my own thing. And now I have, um, a pretty busy workload generated, um, just sort of on good, good fortune and word yeah. of mouth. Um, good. I, I have plans for self-promotion, but I haven't even gotten to them because uh, I've just had stuff coming my way, um, by the, uh, the good graces of, of friends and, uh, acquaintances and stuff who, you know, like me. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Dude. I've, yeah. You've been out, you've crossed my mind plenty of times. Just kind of wondering. I mean, you seem to be yeah. doing all right, but today, <laughs> today, sure. today I'm doing all right. It's been a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, some days, um, you cause know, like you're just like so your own sunny. boss now and you're like have to hustle and, and get your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there was the stress of, um, getting laid off and how am I going to deal with this? And then the elation of getting work coming in and then the stress of, okay, now I got the work. How am I going to deal with, you know, how am I going to do this? Um, and just a lot of self doubt and a lot of, um, I don't know. I, you know, it, there's so many factors that just are playing into, um, one's mood these days. And it's really hard to even parse, uh, like one specific influence from the others or, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I got laid off from, uh, I worked for a marketing firm for the last seven and a half years. Um, as a senior conceptual artist, my title had just changed to senior conceptual designer. And that was part of like the sort of buyout merger situation that we, it was like the second merger in, um, 
in as many years. And it was, I mean, I, I get it. I totally get why I was laid off because you don't really find the job title senior conceptual artist in marketing firms. It's, it's a title you'd find in the entertainment industry, in the video game industry, movies, um, stuff like that. And the reason for the title is because my skill set is very specific and has specific in that it has a lot of versatility to it. Um, I do illustration, um, graphic design, environmental design, 3D modeling, rendering, um, animation, video editing, murals. It's sort of just like a visual um, uh, toolkit or whatever that um, it's tricky to uh, it's tricky to consolidate into an easy explanation, right? You know, and and so that's kind of yeah. what I've been focusing on since is how to first off going through the last uh, seven and a half plus years in in uh, organizing my portfolio and consolidating it into a digestible um, and communicable, communicatable. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a form that people can, can understand. And, um, and so I don't know, you know, it's, it's been good, I guess, but not easy. And it was something that I wanted to do anyways, but, um, uh, but, but when you it, wanted to do it, yeah, yeah. And I kind I of mean, be forced because of some mm-hmm. pandemic. Yeah. I mean, so I, I can't really hit on the universe too much for, just kind of like kicking me and you know kicking me off my arse and and uh forcing forcing me to do what i wanted to do what what my heart had been telling me i should do but i have you know i have little kids and i'm a very like family first kind of dude and so it's like um the priority being family um the art and music that i do was always what i would fit in on the side and so what has happened with this shift is the myself as an artist, my identity as an artist, as a musician, as um, all these things it, are now uh, like pushing that forward is what is in the best interest of my family because that is now the um, financial generating engine. That's the economic engine that um, is going to help me provide, you know, for my family. Um, and that's the best play right now because um, I do have a skill set that, you know, I've worked for a lot of um, b- bigger companies and companies that look great on a resume and in the portfolio, you know, doing stuff for um, doing stuff for LG, like just what little you've even or, posted. I know there's more you can post on Instagram, but like your stories and stuff, you're just incredible. It, it's the talent is incredible like i can't wrap my head around someone that can design that kind of stuff like you see your art in your brain and then you can actually put it in a computer or on paper or whatever it's just like three like three-dimensional thinking and it's just yeah. insane to uh, me no, like a, yeah i'm a visual thinker like i can do that i can picture basic things in my head and maybe learn how to create something like that but like mm-hmm. I don't know. You're like, in, you know, a lifelong artist. So it's yeah. in crazy I- intense and it is an amazing skill set. But you're like, I don't know. There's You're exceptional. Like, yeah, you're like one of those exceptional artists. There's plenty of artists out there. But when you see your work, you can tell you're like an exceptional, like if you were in a different time. Yeah, I've, I've followed sort of an, 
Yeah. Like if you were born like a few hundred years ago, like how yeah. <laughs> we'd know your name by it. We would know your name with the greats. Uh, well, if you know, <laughs> it, if I had um, as well, then also kind of like met the right people, right? Yeah. And and I don't know, you know, before now if Kansas City, like, and before these past decades or whatever, if Kansas City would be a place that um, someone could do work for Disney and live in Kansas City mm-hmm. or do work for. Uh, the New York Yankees live in Kansas City or, you know, work on the Minnesota Twins um, baseball stadium. And that was years and years and years back. Um, but then, uh, like, um, doing stuff for uh, AMC some few years ago, like uh, just uh, poster illustrations, um, that kind of thing. Just the opportunities that exist right now in Kansas City is a very unique uh, circumstance because we do have national and international architecture projects that are, you know, they start here. Um, and then the marketing firms, there's a lot of really big, powerful marketing firms in Kansas city that have huge clients, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean the firm that, that I left, I mean, I can't even hate on them. I think that it was a business decision on their part. And I even understand how, as the company had grown, like when I was with the company, it was 40 people. Then it was easy for, um, those people for the leadership to understand, uh, the, the nuance or like the breadth of what I do and that I don't necessarily fit in the typical category, like, and you know, an associate creative director or creative director or an art director or, um, any of these specific sort of roles that they're, that they're used to. Um, and you know in reality i can fit into any of those roles but then it's it's constraining it doesn't allow me yeah. to do the the other stuff and really if i have an added value it's that not just that i can do graphic design because i'm not a great graphic designer um i'm a i'm a well above average illustrator but there's still illustrators out there that blow me out of the water you know um i'm good at murals um but you know you go to la and new york and uh, like i would really have to get my game up and so, you know, I don't think jack of all trades is kind of the the right term because, you know, I think I'm better than a jack, but, uh, but it's the Orion of all trades, Orion of all trades It's the interplay of those things, like having, having a unique approach to, um, one of the projects that I got is one I'm, right now is one I'm really excited about. And it's, uh, this woman, Jackie, when, um, she is doing, a Vietnamese coffee shop trailer called Cafe Cafe. And um, when she approached me, like she has really cool branding, this Vietnamese dragon and um, and these flames and a great color palette and stuff. And so, and then the trailer is kind of like a tiny home um, oh, cool. that's refabbed for being a coffee shop, right? Trailer. And, and then I look at it and I start getting ideas of like, you know, how we can break it out more dimensionally, like how we can add something onto it. So it's not just approaching a surface as, okay, what am I going to paint on here? But, um, how can we think about this thing from all sides and how can we, uh, like sort of augment it so that it's in some way a more notable, um, uh, makes a more notable impression or, um, you know, if, if, uh, one wall is going to be an Instagram 
wall oh, art piece yeah, then like how okay. do you break it out dimensionally so it's not just oh, wow, okay. like a pair of wings that someone can stand their back to and get their picture taken or something but um you know how can you how can you think about it dimensionally have you and figured so, that out no no i'm gonna start on on that this week i have three murals going this week that um, one design is almost done for a headless hands tattoo um where's that at it's on johnson drive it the oh, okay. wall that I'm going to be painting is, is butter. It's gold. It's like, it's like 50,000 people a day driving by. Oh, sweet. And that design's pretty well, uh, worked out, but I won't divulge that cause I haven't talked to, uh, the owner of that shop yet about, um, you know, about what? Sh- sharing, design? sharing that information. Nah, he's, <laughs> he's seen the design, but, um, you come up with a design beforehand. Like how does this, does he come to you and say, Hey, I'd like you to put a mural on he, my building he came to me like eight years ago ish before i had kids or when i was first starting in the marketing firm because i'd been freelancing before that um for like five years or something and um uh he had hit me up about possibly doing a mural and then when i got laid off i just kind of intuitively reached out to some people like not not thinking through it logically just like what who who feels like i someone that i should reach out to and say what up and um my dude uh vince who's a really cool dude he tattoos there uh he had kind of been the conduit to that and uh found out i don't know i think i posted on instagram or something that i gotten laid off and uh maybe he offered um to see if the owner sean who's a really cool dude really amazing tattoo artist um if he was still interested in me doing it and then lo and behold you know sean's like well we're on quarantine so um i mean let's talk about it but i do want to get it done at some point let's just see mm-hmm. what happens and okay things started opening up and then he was cool with just kind of <clears throat> proceeding um and i'm i'm grateful it's like those sort of uh leads and and interest that have given me um uh, a start to this thing. Okay. Nice. You know what I mean? So, so and the right kinds of projects, um, that, but how does that work? Does he, so you, so that then when the design comes up, does he just trust you to come up with something or did he tell you what he kind of wanted? And like, how does, uh, how do you go about your designs with, with your mirror? That one's unique because he's a really good artist. So usually, um, I'm, the the good artist providing the design to the client mm-hmm. but because he has um he has an attuned eye to it as well then you know i share something with him and he sees a way to plus it up oh cool and so then he'll do kind of a round of um quick and dirty like photoshop mock-up suggestions and then it comes back to me and then um, I do another round. We've been going back and forth for a while because just, you know, life's so busy and, and managing the other projects that I've been trying to do to um, g- generate money. It's kind of, uh, he, he's like, I'm, I'm in no rush. Let's just do it right. And so that's what that project's about. And that's nice. what I'm excited about is that um, it's going to be uh, a, a visually dope, impressionable kind of piece that isn't, something typical of what you find uh, in the mural scene in Kansas city yet. And also just breaking into breaking new ground, um, down, you know, on Johnson drive, the idea of that is, 
is really cool because I didn't downtown's gotten really saturated. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Psych and I did is the, that bad? the racket mural wall, like the area, <laughs> 17th and Locust, where Psych and I did the racket mural wall, like that area was virgin territory pretty much, except for tags and a few um, like little murals here and there. And that piece uh, came together. And also the Pendergast piece that I did on, on 18th street by grinders. Um, and then, I mean, I'm I'm definitely not going to suggest it's because of those pieces that the other pieces came, but I was fortunate enough to be on the very forefront of kind of that wave. And now that whole part of downtown is just, as you know, because as like we met down there, um, it's so saturated and it's dope. It's great. It's fantastic. But then the idea of breaking new, new ground somewhere else that doesn't really have this cultural presence um in it is really uh really enticing to me yeah right that's cool that's that's just not a spot like when you first said it i just didn't think anything of it there's nothing like now i'm like wait a minute johnson drive Mm -hmm. that's johnson county that's kansas that you know that's not the city that's not no open-minded that's not bright colorful that's that's cookie cutter shit out there they're not looking for something that stands out like that like that's like homeowners association yeah but you know people that live out there i don't think that's by choice of the people that live out there you know and so i don't know i I guess but you're gonna i don't know either that's presumptive on my part me too um but you just, I associate more Karens and Johnson. You just, there's a reason you don't see that culture out there. Yeah, there's a reason. And so that would yeah. be dope to kind of start seeing seeing that come out there. Because why not? Yeah. Why well, not? And it's not going to be like a, a graph piece or something. You right. know what I mean? Well, no, um, I, I, I trust that it wouldn't be but, something. But you know. I think that's a, a big part of it also is just um, and something that I attune myself to uh, heavily is what makes sense where. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, rather than being like, I'm an artist and this is what I do Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go in this space and I'm just going to do like my thing. I'm much more about kind of like problem solving. Um, Like, I guess I see it as as an equation to solve. Like, here's the factors of location, the people here, um, what, you know, what the client wants to see or um you know, like in the case of headless hands tattoo, I just, um, hung out in the shop, uh, having a conversation mm-hmm. and looking around the shop and they have all these really cool curio ca- cabinets of like, um, skulls or like little jars with like, uh, baby sharks in them or something, to, ah. you know, like, uh, baby sharks. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, don't put that in my head <laughs> Put it in everybody's head right now. Yeah, man. Um, I went to that live performance, by the way. Was it good? Well, we got free tickets. Uh, Was it worth it? Was it worth the free? Worth the free tickets? Was it worth the time? Um, Was it worth seeing the 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 glow on my kids' faces while they did they they love it? it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was very, very uh, well produced show. I mean, they they certainly uh, forced the storyline to. Accommodate, accommodate like an hour plus show around a two minute song, right? You know what I mean. So like anytime you yeah, do that, there's do, gonna yeah. <laughs> there's gonna be some filler. How many family um, members? But can you add but to they song? made uh they made filler uh, they made the filler col- colorful. You know, it okay. wasn't it wasn't horrible, but cool. um it was 
was better than a visit to the dentist, but uh, it certainly would not have been my first choice yeah. of how to spend the afternoon. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the Headless Hands uh, tattoo. It was just kind of like, you know, what are you into? What do you like about this aesthetic? What do you, you know, that kind of thing, like kind of like um, exploration of, of aesthetic and interest mm -hmm. and then and trying to think of a way, you know, in my mind simultaneously balancing what compositionally could make sense in the provided space as well as um, what, how can I engineer that visual to not be something that is too hard for me to pull off something, you know, like kind of assembling all the pieces, um, in my brain at, uh, simultaneously to yeah. offer a solution that, um, I've already sort of solved for by the time the words are coming out of my mouth you know? <laughs> and, and then, um, and then working from there. And this is going to be an, am that's going to be an ambitious mural because instead of, um, when will you start that one? Uh, hopefully soon. So like I said, I have three this month and two of the clients want there's done this month. So I'm oh, wow. also really grateful that, um, that that project is like, yeah, you know, just make sure it's done. How right. long does a mural, how, how long do you expect these ones to take? Uh, I mean, it depends a like, week for one. Yeah. Um, if, if you, if you're focused, um, but is that just you, know, you? Uh, these will be, yeah. I mean, I could definitely see if I get enough work going that I'm going to need to enlist help. But right now, um, there's too many moving parts and a big, uh, consideration is, I mean, school hasn't started and I got two little kids. And so, you know, what's cool about the, the Vietnamese coffee shop trailer is that we can park that in my driveway and I can paint it there and my kids oh, nice. can yeah, yeah. hang out outside with me and, you know, ride yeah. the bike around me and hopefully not knock the ladder out from under me. And, um, and then for, um, for the ones that I have to travel to, then it's like making sure that, uh, that you know we got someone watching the kids obviously yeah. whatever um where are the other two at um or is it or is it just one other one is are you counting well, the, two, the so trailer as as one yeah the, the trailer's one so the trailer headless hands and then and the the other one I actually just bit on so i don't want to jinx that oh, okay. um so we'll see if she says yes but that's in that's in blue springs it's a really cool um no is that uh job it's like a butcher shop that um you tell them what your idea is like how does that work like that one they have a very clear like crystal idea okay know? so it's just kind of coming in and, and doing a little bit of design work all right uh, laying, laying stuff out um digitally but um she very much knows what she wants everyone appreciates that mm -hmm. um and I, I mean you know it works both ways it's like if someone if someone wants me to conceptualize something then that kind of just gives me more opportunities but at the same time you don't want all the projects to be like that because it's nice to i don't know i'm really like a spice of life like let everything be a little bit different in its own thing and yeah. and um let's not get too repetitive <clears throat> with it you know because that's boring back in the day I did architectural illustrations and um i mean it was exciting that's when that's when i worked on a lot of like uh, major league ballparks and collegiate ballparks and stuff like that but um, doing illustrations, basically like visuals of those. And I did digital paintings and watercolor paintings. And so there was a, 
long stretch of time where I was um, developing the watercolor technique and refining it to um, to where it was, you know, it was exciting for me to see the progress. But then after a certain point, it's like you've painted so many people and so many crowds and, drawn, <laughs> you know, painted so many trees. And Well, that's what um, happened with uh, Picasso, right? And that's why he, he got like so good at painting just normal regular but stuff at like 15 <laughs> yeah, yeah and then he just got bored with yeah, it like, it's like I'm, that's why all he's got weird shit he's just like i'm just bored i'm just gonna do yeah he mastered it at like 14 or 15 years old and then um i mean if you've if you've mastered something um just after you hit puberty then like you got to get weird with it right, right. <laughs> what, what how else are you gonna keep yourself engaged and and entertained and i mean he really uh he really flipped it on its head and and owned it i mean that dude was that dude was a boss man just i'm rather than i'm going to be the person that the art world has deemed someone needs to be to be um to be the artist of note i'm going to decide what that is and i'm going to tell you what it is <laughs> and the whole world's going to accept that <laughs> and it he did it i mean big balls of brass and uh and the skill to back it up you know is is what what made i don't know that guy i mean he was yeah just he was a force like a force of nature that kind of that kind of artist i'm a big dolly fan too um salvador dolly is one of my favorites went to some museums of his and like see his work in person and just see like oh, that's how his fun, how right? his doodle lines um like he'll have like scribbles but the scribbles are a uh, a line of like riders on horses but they're they're fucking scribbles you know what i mean well, but yeah but that's how articulate his brain to hand connection would be that's something that looks like someone just jotted their signature when you fix your eyes on it you actually see that it's a picture. Wow. You know what I mean? Like that, that sort of, um, that sort of level that, that as I get better, that's I can a whole only appreciate. Level. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's why, that's why he is who he is and why, you know, his posters are in dormitories all over, all over the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever done uh tattoos for anybody like designs or anything? Like, has anyone said, Hey, I like your art. I, I have, oh, um, cool. I try and, suggest to people that come to me for that that they let the tattoo artist design it because I'm not a tattoo artist and I think that the you know if how am I going to know what the best tattoo is for that space on you when I don't have a really great comprehension of what it takes to make it Mm -hmm. happen you know um but then uh, I, I have friends that it's, if they have an idea and, um, you know, they want me to draw something, like I'm not going to say no, <laughs> but, but I'll, I'll do like the conceptual sketch that then I'll say you take, take to, this to the, yeah, the guy that's going to put let, it on you forever. Yeah. And let, <laughs> let them establish the style for it, you know, because, um, I mean, there's a vast variety of types of, you know, tattoo styles and, and that's another art form that I just have a really high esteem for. Um, this day and age, I mean, it's crazy how yeah. amazing, how far tattoos have come in just the past 20 years. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that's got to be, um, like, the inks and... Um, the Kat the, Von D, the, the shows, like the... Uh-huh. 
what was that ink show? Kat Von, it was a Kat Von D something. What yeah, was that one? I used to watch it. I don't watch reality TV. Well, there was like the, I used like to watch LA ink <clears throat> shop or like, um, yeah. And there's, there are all kinds of, yeah, I'm sure this. Yeah, there was a dude that did like he specialized in dragons. He had some awesome dragons. I loved. I liked it. I use. I don't like reality TV unless it's like trashy reality TV. <laughs> then I'm then I'm in. I give me the Jersey Shore. Yeah, you. Know, I, don't know. I mean, there's got to be Cat Von D's, whatever it was. It's got to be a reason for you to check it out, right? Yeah. And um, it's whatever whatever your bag is. I think like reality TV is cool for me if it, um, like you know if I'm interested in the topic but even then it just feels like you're cheapening i think that you're on the right side of it because if you're gonna sort of bastardize or cheapen um any anything that you're into then you might as well just go just all the, the, all the way to like worst what, shit out there yeah like yeah. i mean <laughs> the people that that mm-hmm. own it you know recognize what it is that yeah they're not gonna they're not gonna front like this is uh, a design competition or something they're just like yeah we're gonna we're gonna exploit. Yeah, we got cameras following around uh, us. Desire to be famous. And yeah, what they'll do for it and the lengths that they'll go to, to uh, to get that. One of my know. favorites was uh, Love. Oh, gosh darn it! What was the name? Of, uh, gosh darn it! It was with, with Flavor Flav and Brigitte Nielsen. Flavor of Love. Oh yeah, Flavor of Love. I did watch some of those. That oh, was, it was so. Yeah. It was just those two gallivanting around the world together pretending they weren't having sex like pretending they weren't <laughs> yeah, yeah, together and they made just the oddest craziest couple if anybody if you don't know who these two are just google flavor flav and brigitte nielsen she was like uh, she's dolph lundgren's wife at one time right i don't i don't or rocky know. stallone's Ro- rocky stallone <laughs> sylvester stallone like during that time he was she was one of those like a wife to one of those two okay. maybe both of them i don't know she's like a tall six foot something Blonde, and then you got Flavor Flav. What is he? Five, 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 four. Short, but, but larger dude. than life. Yeah, a larger than life. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, I mean that's why you couldn't not watch that, is because fucking Flavor Flav. Like, oh, and Brig- Brigitte Nelson's just—I don't know if I'm pills or what. She's just fucked up the whole time, drunk. <laughs> like they're just—it was such an interesting dynamic. It was so uh. good. She would call him Mr. Foofy Foofy and Mr. F. It was so good. If you guys can find that, watch that for just a couple episodes. People love watching a train wreck. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I try and... I mean, I, I'm entertained by it, too, but I try and keep myself... Uh, oh, I don't get sucked on. into it too crazy. And it's been years. I mean, that that one came out probably 15 years ago or some, something like that. Yeah. Well, so I don't watch TV almost at all anymore unless if it if yeah. i stream it so I'm like a youtuber myself i watch a lot of youtube stuff. really mm-hmm. that's where i can see myself going for me it's it's podcasts i'm a podcast junkie yeah because then i can visually focus on whatever i'm working on and um you know and take whatever the podcast is if it's entertainment if it's mm-hmm. in, informative if it's historical or, or whatever right and um you know, paint, design, whatever, uh, and kind of have, uh, kind of have those two sides of my brain engaged simultaneously in their own thing, but also sort of working symbiotically in that, um, you know, I'm not getting distracted by, I'm going to get this wrong, but uh, presuming the left side of my brain that is, uh, listening to the podcast, uh, 
that would be trying to inform the right side of my brain that's uh, trying to tell me what to draw or whatever. Right. You know, it, it becomes, I don't know, it's, it's sort of like sliding into a, a Mental slightly gymnastics. meditative state or oh, yeah. something, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, there's a podcast for everything, and I think that's what's so great about it is that... Everyone's got one. Hell, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one, but uh, as long as I know people who do have them and I can yeah. come come chop it up for a there. little bit yeah well and we find out like tomorrow more and more find out tomorrow if i got nominated for the best local podcast in the pitch this year comes out tomorrow oh okay cool yeah i, I voted for you i don't i don't like my chances no i don't feel it this year i, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I mean who's I don't, feeling anything this year i don't right know. yeah like who even wants this to be their year because <laughs> that's that <a> point <laughs> Like wow, everyone had a horrible year, but this one person, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a weird year. Twenty twenty just it started off with Australia on fire. Yeah. And just progressively got I did a woodblock print for Oh, I saw that. that. And before I could get it out, the next tragedy had completely um just Taking I mean over I, th- I think it was COVID was like here and now no one's talking about the Australian fire. I'm like, I don't even know if that's still going on. Surely I had so many questions about it. About the fire? Yeah, I shouldn't say so many, but I did have questions about the fire. Just like the devastation, like after like some of the effects because I know Australia is heavily populated with invasive species. Like that's been one of their problems is they bring in a cat to take care of a mouse. They brought that mouse in to take care of this cricket. You know, they bring all these things. It just, <laughs> it just keeps unfolding to crazy shit they got there now. Yeah. And they were saying how many billions of animals were killed in that fire. I'm wondering mm. if any of them wiped out any of the invasive species on that island. Or if the invasive species even caught a greater foothold because the natural flora fauna was devastated to a degree to which it could take advantage or something. Well, that's the part. Of, yeah, that's the big it's, issue with, yeah, with. It's freaky, man. With invasive species. Yeah, yeah, because you will just wreck an ecosystem. Yeah, but I'm just wondering if it took out, I don't know, all of something. I'm I'm interested as well, and I'm I'm still sitting on that woodblock because I mean I know that there's just going to be more fires mm-hmm. next year and at whatever point it makes sense then that that also um was intended as a like relief fund generating like a modest amount or something that i could i could donate um and uh, <laughs> right now i'm not focused on raising money for other people i'm trying to yeah, yeah. raise it for myself at the moment but hopefully get myself to a point where i can uh i i can start <laughs> reincorporating um things like that into i mean everyone's in a weird i mean so many people are in a weird spot right now just yeah jobs like how many people have gotten late like paradigm shift dude and the the stimulus the stimulus 1200 bucks whoop-de-doo that did nothing but i mean i guess the extra 600 people six hundred dollars that people i'll say as someone yeah as that had to have been huge ended up leaning on that um i mean i got yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to. Talk. I don't know if when you get laid off, like what you're supposed to talk about, you know. About, you don't have to talk about nothing. I'm just well, saying well, in general, like we had so it, many it people. It would have been and now that relevant just information, but but just yeah. the the stimulus really helped me to have a buffer um, that when it went away, I had things set up. Okay. Um, in a way that now moving forward, I'm hopeful and it feels like it's working. Nice. You know. Um, and without that, 
I would have, um, I think been more, uh, considering of options less relevant to my skill set, my job history and do something more like just get into something that'll generate money. Right. Um, because you know, I don't want to foreclose on the house or whatever. And, and that sort of reactionary, um, step could redirect my life for a very significant amount of time. And I mean, for myself, uh, feeling like I'm getting to a point where I'll actually get to sort of, uh, realize or, or, um, validate my art in a more potent way. Mm -hmm. A lot of that was due to, uh, having just that runway, that, that, that buffer of time. So I was grateful for that. I mean, if they figure there are people in much worse situations. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that just ended. mm -hmm. And now we're going to get to a point like we have, we've had all the COVID. Now we have all these riots. We have all this unrest. We've got the election coming Mm -hmm. up and now we have all these more people, like all the economy is going to start catching up with the end of the stimulus with the end of the extra money. Like if that doesn't get extended, like it's, we're going to be even, like we think 2020 yeah. has been bad and, and everyone keeps thinking how bad 2020 has been. But I, I you, know, you just look at Facebook. People don't look to the future for very far. 2021 does not look like it's just going to magically yeah. <laughs> turn into some like, you know, we're, you know, well, and this all isn't the, the opposite of Cinderella. All the, all the parallels drawn with that in the Spanish flu and the Spanish flu was not one year. It was two years. You know, I mean, that's a, a big point that the disease doctors uh, like to make is that that wasn't just a season that started um similar i think similar time in the year had a swell went away and then then when the (laughs) well no it came from kansas (laughs) yeah did you know that what did spanish flu spanish flu i thought it came from china no (laughs) spanish well spanish flu from the early 1900s you know like yeah yeah that was that was from kansas dude are you sure yeah the reason it was called spanish flu was because since there was a world war happening at the time, none of the countries acknowledged that there was this flu epidemic that was ravaging their populations and their, their troop numbers. Mm-hmm. And so it was going totally unchecked. And the, the major country not involved in that war was Spain. And so they were the only country that actually reported on the flu as the pandemic or epidemic or whatever yeah, that yeah. it was. And, and so, um, the media outlets kind of all universally just started calling it Spanish flu because yeah. it, it devastated, you them. know, to tell people it came from Spain, not that it came from Kansas. Oh, I thought it was, I, I thought it was, they didn't know they were saying it came from Spain. I thought they were just saying it because yeah, it hit them so hard. That's what I heard that it just the Spanish, it just hit the Spanish harder yeah, than anyone I mean, else. May, but that makes sense. Maybe they didn't That mean, makes sense that nobody else was reporting it but them. And you see that exactly. them got wiped out. I mean, because, you know, if Germany found out that France's numbers were being heavily depleted by this flu, then, I mean, that's, that's the ammunition right yeah. there. That kind of information, you don't want that getting out that, you, you know, you have a weakness, even mm-hmm. if it's a universally shared one. Um, like, you, you know, in that sort of situation, you got to, you got a front, like, you're powerful. Well, we were due, right, for a pandemic? Like, isn't it just kind of, it just yeah. happens. According, I mean, according to the experts, yeah, we kind of were lucky to make it this long. Yeah, I mean, there were, I've been, you know, because I'm obsessed with ancient histories and different societies. Yeah, and, me too. 
And you know, there's there's some different temples that they find different different South American temples that just look like they've gotten abandoned. Mm-hmm. And they wonder like, yeah. what the hell? Why did this, like it just there's not they just all of a sudden people just disappeared and it still seemed yeah. like everything was perfectly fine. And now they're thinking, oh, it was probably a pandemic. You yeah. know, some kind of disease wiped a whole. It's usually the whole speculation is typically like, you know, disease, famine, drought. Mm-hmm. Like those are the three, the three big ones. Yeah. Seldom. But we usually know about like, like the famine or famine and drought ones. Those are usually recorded pretty well. Well, I mean, you're talking right? about you're talking about like Mayan and Incan empires yeah. and, and Aztec and stuff like that. Where, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think a lot of a lot of records. I mean, it's like. Um, not. <laughs> it's not like there's like books or diaries. Oh, or sure. Something, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a lot of field work and speculation, and um, and uh, I'm sure each situation is entirely, entirely different. I I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um, it's cr- it's crazy. It's just yeah. Yeah, you don't want to live through a pandemic, but at least this one isn't like devastating. You know, I'm sure it's devastating to people, yeah. but. It's just that we know of now. You know what I mean? The, it didn't wipe out like the worry is like, is this the big one that once we get through it, then it's you know sunny days again, or is this a precursor to use something even worse? Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, they just found their first case that someone was reinfected. Yeah, I saw that. I saw so that, that sucks. That wasn't yeah. very long, dude. The, that was not very long. I was no. hoping for a longer buffer zone than that. This, uh, this disease has kept us on our toes. But I th- and what's going to happen if you get it the second time? Like, does it change completely? This virus is so weird. It keeps, it's got so know. many different. The long term ramifications uh, seem seem potentially pretty bad as far as like lung scarring. And a lot of, of people, stuff. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and it does seem like the desire for media outlets to be quote unquote on top of this or breaking news about it has really led to a lot of speculatory um, insinuations that then change. And everyone's like, wait, you know, how come our understanding of this thing is completely shifting right now? Why, Mm -hmm. why is what you said it was not what it now is, you know? And, um, you know, it, it has proven to us that we don't, we don't know. We don't. We don't yet know the, don't know the, everything the about total it. face of this enemy. And then our own internal. I mean, you're you're a history buff, empires and stuff. It's like, you know, the parallels between the the sort of internal disintegration of the Roman Empire and its oh, eventual yeah. fall and what's going on. Every empire our falls. Politics. I've been. I've been. Yeah, but that's been right. Yeah, I've been thinking hardcore about that lately. Is this? I think we are witnessing the fall of the American Empire. Just, I think this is like the very, maybe like the, the the tipping point, like the spearhead. Like this is the tip of the spear right now. It's just starting. And I think we're gonna yeah. start seeing it. Yeah, you know, it might I, take a while. I think I think we'll take a while. I don't think that's. But I think this is like gonna happen overnight. You know, but but I mean that's that's the parallel it. with the Roman Empire. It was like it wasn't any one emperor, any one like change of um, laws. And I mean I'm not an expert in this shit. I'm I'm totally just. Uh, an enthusiast who, um, you know, listens to a lot of podcasts. Um, that's my cash. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, you know, my, under, my understanding of it is it was, it was like the degradation of, um, the structure within the government 
because of individuals' pursuit of power and their willingness to break down like stop gaps and safeties that are sort of built into, you know, sort of the judicial side mm-hmm. of of these things. And that's what's happening now. Like they're just trying to take it all apart and it feels like a cash grab um, to me. Oh, yeah. um, and I'm China's I, on that grab I'm not, too. I'm not partisan in this thing. Like I um I'm not one side or the other. I kind of see them all government like both sides as complicit um they're just both doing their own games and i I do think that there there are people on both sides that genuinely uh, feel they have a civic duty as leaders to try and do their due diligence um but yeah i like to (laughs) think that but i mean i i personally think that that trump is an absolutely abhorrent individual personally that's my opinion um it's not the opinion of this podcast it's the opinion of myself um i i just and it baffles me that people are so willing to um i think probably really good people you know um are willing to look the other way on so many things because it's advantageous um to you know one's career or whatever and and, i don't think anybody wants to vote for the guy the people that the people that are voting for him i don't think they want to vote for him well i mean before before he galvanized his power his own party everyone are so many like he had the seeming minority of support from his own oh yeah the republicans didn't want him they didn't want him but once once it was clear the way the wind was blowing yeah it fell right in line I mean, it's like other it's than, funny. Other it's than funny. like McCain and Romney, like it's funny to watch Ted Cruz. I mean, that guy. I mean, Trump called his wife ugly in front <laughs> yeah, of man. millions of people, dude. And now, 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 Ted Cruz is like trying to be best best friends with Trump. It's yeah. it's so it's gross. Politics I was, I was is in, disgusting. I was in one meeting, a development meeting, development meeting in uh, New York for um, a. Uh, Ted was, Cruz didn't was, say anything, like a, by the way. He didn't like defend a, his wife. He was just taking it. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. Uh, it was it was a develop it was a huge development project. Um, and I don't know if it ever went through, but I remember uh, during that discussion, um, people dropping Trump's name as someone interested in this project and just experiencing the gravitas of what even mentioning his name in association with the project. Um, the response from the other people in the room and it was notable, you know, and that was, I mean, that was like 15 years ago or something like that. Um, or maybe 10, I don't know, some, somewhere in there. Um, it's, it's a, yeah, you can't, you can't take that dude lightly and, and to a degree of effectiveness, I have a lot of respect for, uh, his his ability because what he has pulled off is really uh, remarkable, just like in all the worst ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm probably voting for Kanye. I didn't vote for him the first time, um, uh, but it is interesting to see. Don't, I, um, don't vote for Kanye, man. I mean, <laughs> just as a if you're not going to vote for either of the two, also don't vote for Kanye. That's something else I'm going to say. No, I love the Kanye vote. 
I think that's just like fuck fuck all you guys. I'm just throwing. This is how ridiculous the system I is. I know that this is how ridiculous everything is. I'm voting for Kanye. I agree. So so pick a less um, emotionally wrecked narcissistic person. Uh, to, there's no to, good choice, Lucid. No, there's not a single good choice. Would you rather have four years of Trump or sixteen know, of Kamala Harris? SpongeBob SquarePants, man. I mean, you know, yeah. like if, if you're gonna go absurd, like at least pick someone who. But, could, yeah, but, Con- but if Kanye's on the ballot, wouldn't be fun. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it disturbs me too much, man. It's, it's it bothers me. To, yeah, trust me, I've I've thinking about the fall of the American empire. Like it has like, I was, I was telling Charlie before we started the podcast here. Um, I've been thinking, I just in the, I have in my head right now, just thinking, I think I want to do a trip to somewhere in another country mm-hmm. for like five weeks. Sure. And just get lost in like Southeast Asia and just, that'd be amazing. Get yeah. away and then see what it's yeah. like. And then maybe, like, I don't know. You know, the, just so the, much, like, the fall of the American is, empire might not, be that bad afterwards i mean you look at what happened to germany post world war ii what happened to japan post world war ii you know like they they made out pretty well in in the scope of things like sure it doesn't i don't know it, it's not like um it's just not a black or white thing and like i i think our our need to be number one is what also kind of uh, we believe like if we're number one in military then like we're number one in everything else and everything else just sort of slides that's just just human history though like isn't that kind of what we have to do just judging by human history because i don't know i mean we think everything's fine right now because all the countries are taken but there was a time when we were on horsebacks Mm -hmm. and we were trying to take over territories like the mongols tried to take over the world like they were on to spread their territory but now everybody we think that we're good now. All right. All of these borderlines are on maps. Everybody has their little spot now. That's it. But China keeps moving over. Like China's trying to take Taiwan. Right. The, the world. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so we might do, we kind of have to, right? Like that's just from human history. You have to have the bigger, badder empire of military force or else the bigger, badder one. You know, yeah. are they, China's China's doing a lot of shit all over the world. They're but, buying up a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, but but okay. So there's there's short term um, power display and there's long term long term sustainability, right? And we spend, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know the exact percentage, but it's a vastly greater amount of money. Oh, on yeah. our military than, I'm not gonna, than everyone. Uh, I, I'm not going to defend the military well, budget. So, and so I'm, I'm not saying like. It, to get rid of military dominance is just like maybe maybe leverage it so that we are ensuring that we're military dominant in 10 years as well and that we're not going to collapse between now and then because our uh, you know the, but the shit whole can go down built. at any moment right shit man shit can yeah. go down you never know when some dictator is going to go off the kim jong-un's dead his sister, uh, his sister's. Is he? I believe so. Uh, uh-uh, I think he's dead. The the bo- they've it's been a body double that they've had out parading around. It's been a body double. So, no, this was like recent, recent. Like I think he's dead, dead. I think it's highly speculative that speculated that he's like dead, dead. I look, I could be wrong, but this was like days ago. I almost 
texted uh, 96.5 The Bus because Slim Fast is like a big Kim Jong-un fan. I was like, oh, did you see the news? Because I think, I think they think like he's Like he's dead. interested in, in him or he actually- He like loves him. Like, no, he doesn't like, like his policies, but he's like, like fascinated <laughs> with him. Like, you know, like probably like uh, Dennis Rodman type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so then his sister takes over. Like, you never know. I don't know. I'm not too afraid of them, but they never know. They could accidentally get yeah. some kind of missile to land somewhere. Y- yeah. And then, you know, China's on their side. You just never know. Anything, any mm-hmm. minute could just pop off. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I think we didn't even need to experience 2020 to know that that was the case, but especially now. Yeah. Uh, it definitely feels like like anything could happen, really. I mean, tensions are up worldwide. Yeah, people's pissed off at China. You know, they lied to everybody about this. We could have had it stopped. Probably, it probably didn't have to turn into this. Yeah, and I I feel like what people um, totally miss about this is that there's these small groups of people in the government of these countries that that uh, engineer these tensions that put all of us collectively. Um, at risk mm-hmm. and it's not a huge step to just recalibrate your focus from what what the talking points are to um your your own assessment of really what's best for everybody and what maybe we should be focusing on as far as how to you know, how to make sure that our neighbors are good, how to make sure that the people that we live with and around are good, how to, um, you know, how, how to just step out of this accelerating dynamic that really, where can it go but catastrophe Mm -hmm. and decide that there's something that's more important and it's, it's sustainability. It's that, um, that, despite all the sort of um, military and, and government aggressions, um, corporate practices are compromising our environment to a degree of unsustainability that is affecting everyone and that we're all truly in this together. And I would, you know, I would hope, and I think that that like COVID um, probably connected the dots for a lot of people that shit, we're going through the same thing that Italy went through and, um, and like, we're all kind of dealing with this thing together. So like, why does it need to be, I don't know. I mean, what, why can't we, uh, why, why can't we see that we all have more in common than difference and that, that there are benefits to just like appreciating the other people, uh, in the world and that these, well, I think these like assholes that, yeah. at the top that are yeah. engineering uh, their their own agenda that really is just like they just want to be in power. They just want mm-hmm. they just want power. They want money and power, and it doesn't really matter what happens to see that end. And then you're gonna wind up with a fucking king and emperor standing over rubble and just like, yes, this is all mine. It's you all know? mine. It's all mine. Like Scar. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Turn the pride land into fucking hand it over to the yep, hyenas. Yep. Yeah, I'd say we're there. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> not, we'll switch not, gears to something a little uh, happier than COVID, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you did something with a, a local rapper. Most people 
locally would know, and a lot of whatever ubiquitous UBI obsessed crew. Yeah, that's some kind of Instagram live thing with like drawing him or something. Yeah, that, like an that, inter- that's that's my dude. Um, you UBI go way back. Can uh, we find that somewhere? Because I tried looking for it, and it's I could, it's on his stream. I, we we did it on his page. I'll send it to you on his Instagram. Um, like yeah, uh, it's on his Instagram. I tried looking for it, I couldn't find um, it. It should just be yeah, it should just be on. His, I'll find it. I'll I'll send okay. it to you. Um, so there was a festival that they threw, <coughs> Sess Crew threw, years back uh, called Sess Fest, and I'm pretty sure that's when I started doing this live art piece. That um, you know the event was lit. It was very packed. I think it was at the record bar, and they're performing and I was doing like a live art painting of Godamus and ubiquitous. Um, and so I could done like some, some tag stuff on like the corners and, um, then through a bunch of moves that art piece just kind of sat unfinished, uh, amongst a whole bunch of paintings and canvases and, and stuff that have traveled with me, um, when I didn't have a painting studio. And so when I was unpacking into my new painting studio, I found that piece and um, I just, you know, I saw it and I was like, man, it, it looks so rushed. It looks so um, like I could do so much better now. And I just had that hunger to like, let me, let me dig into this thing and see what, um, how, how I can build on top of what's here, um, but kind of bring my, a newer style, a crisper style or whatever. And so I started playing with it and then I sent some pictures to UB and, uh, you know, I just had the idea of, um, you know, I've been thinking about doing Instagram live, which I haven't done it very much, um, uh, because, you know, i I feel like I should be doing something interesting and, um, uh, you know, I, I need to take time to set up a scenario that, uh, or to consider like, what is the scenario that other people might actually find interesting. It's a tough it, one, if it's, right? You know, if it's like a camera that's like on my sketch pad, I'm just like drawing something or, or whatever, or, um, you know, wrapping something or whatever. Uh, in this case, I decided that it'd be cool if he came over and we just kind of chopped it up, talked about, um, there, there's a lot of the Sess crew history and his history that me having been roommates with Gotti and UB at the time that, that UB was first brought into Sess crew and they were making the very first, um, singles and EPs and, and albums and stuff. And I did, uh, it was either psych or I doing like all their artwork at the time. Um, and just being there, it, it's so much fodder for a good conversation for just he, he and I to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also to share that because he's, he's fostered, he and Gotti have fostered a really good, uh, fan base following, especially with the help of strange music and, and tech nine and, um, tech and Travis putting them on strange. I mean, their fan base just, you know, exploded. And so, um, of course, you know, leveraging that is why we did it on his page because, you know, the 65 or a hundred views or something that, that a live stream of mine would eventually garner, right. um, is nothing compared to the 2000 plus that we got the first day yeah, cool. of having done like a one hour session. And yeah. so that's kind of, and so what we did was we just, we had two cameras. He had his phone. I had, I had a camera set up looking over my shoulder on my canvas. And then it was just sort of like, a conversation while i sat there like a podcast painted. with you painting? yeah basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'm i'm the interviewer um oh you're the I'm, interviewer and yeah and uh, wow yeah okay. it's like this we're just talking yeah, or whatever yeah. but it, but i i thought of questions beforehand that 
um, things that maybe I have inside in that, you know, maybe have never come out or I even just dug out some of like the old albums and stuff and yeah. uh, set them by UB. And so UB could kind of like, oh man, you know, check out this album that we did or whatever. What was this? This was the first, you know, single oh, nice. that we put out, that kind of thing. Um, and it was so stroll down memory lane. And it was thing. so DIY back then. Like there was a, a disc that UB was spray painting the Sess Crew logo on all the discs. Oh, wow. Um, and just Damn. as a way to, because it costs money to get stuff printed, right? Right. But then, but then the uh, not knowing better, that would gum up inside the paint of would like come off, DVD right? players or like a CD player or whatever. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> you guys broke so many CD players, I bet. I mean, they weren't moving the same numbers back then, so it probably wasn't, <laughs> probably wasn't too bad. Um, but it's just those kind of really, really funny insights or whatever. And that gave me the idea that, this would be a, a platform that I'd like to pursue um, with other Kansas City creative people, but also like anyone. So that the style of that painting is kind of um, graphic novel, graffiti-ish, um, but being so diverse in my art, artistic uh, disciplines, um, I, you know, I can do sort of, um, you know, like, plain air or like still life or portrait sitting drawings like I, I could sit here and sketch you and there's you know pencils or charcoal or whatever you know I'd have more of like a art school uh refined uh figure drawing portrait kind of um flair to it or um you know if if I were talking with a writer or something then, then maybe there's an aspect I would I would kind of um extract um an aesthetic from their style of what what they do and you know maybe the person's rendered more cartoonishly maybe person's rendered fine, yeah. more um you know maybe it's more like flat painting maybe it's a little more abstract maybe it's surreal or whatever and, and just whatever kind of, vibe you're feeling at the time whatever i'm uh, whatever i'm identifying from from the subject okay um let that inform like the style and then let that generate a body of work that i can then do a gallery show later on there was a, a podcast you know I'm, I, obviously i'm a podcast junkie as well mm -hmm. uh there was one i used to listen to uh they've changed formats a little bit but it's called kill tony okay it's uh it's wait it's a com it's a couple comics established comics watch open mic comics do like one minute material uh-huh and anyways they they started off doing that and they also had like a painter or some kind of artist like yourself would oh, come cool. in and then just draw something from like just in the corner the whole time the, the whole night of the show mm. would draw like the the panel or something like that in like different ways or just yeah. you know whatever they wanted that that's like, dope and then that. they would like sell it after the show like the artist would sell it and mm -hmm. you know take you know make the money on it like yeah yeah and i mean ultimately that that's a big part of it as well is like um providing put on ebay uh, or whatever yeah well, well yeah. it's like you well, i mean that's you'd, what you'd they were touch doing directly but, into yeah, yeah. The, the fan base of like whoever ideally or whatever uh well i mean that was how they would get it, it the only people on that eBay. would really know about it and they would just go to ebay and get it that way okay I think that's how they did it. I mean, this was years ago, so yeah. you could do it your own way now. Of course, your Teespring, whatever, whatever website you may you know have. Yeah, my websites are down right now because they're built in WordPress and have gotten buggy over the years. Um, 
because I have lucidarts.net and lucidflows.com, and eventually those will be back up. Nice. Right right now, because I, I didn't mention at the top, you can find me at lucidflows on Instagram, or uh, if you want to see some of my visual arts, I've got some stuff up on behance.com, and mine is behance backslash lucidarts, L-U-C-I-D-A-R-T-S. Um, yeah, I just when you were talking about that, gave, gave me that thought yeah, of uh, remembering a podcast they should do, that'd be... Which was really cool and you've idea. you've talked about doing like a showcase format of this show where mm-hmm. you have on musicians or artists or whatever doing doing their thing, and I think that um, that's something I would love to participate uh, in. In so far as either the the live painting would be the showcase, or you have a showcase, um, and I paint that person or something. You know what I mean? Like figure out kind of a fun way to. Uh, what a what about. I don't know. We're just spitballing. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. Um, what if I had like a couple different artists come in on one day, like kind of stagger them quickly? Like you're here from eleven thirty to twelve. You're here from twelve to or twelve fifteen, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like three or four like that, and then you could do like a a comic book type of. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you know what I mean. Like uh-huh. here's them coming in and like I, who knows, like that kind of style, like the one day. I I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, but your the direction that you're thinking is kind of you know that's you could that's be kind like of where i'd want to take it is something an easel or whatever with a camera over there watching you the mm-hmm. whole time and then you could make a video with all the music mm-hmm. and then have like a, 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 a one of those fast uh delay time, time, time lapse time lapse yeah. things with the music that was played that you were yeah. drawing and then you could make like a cool dope video of light and put that together yeah maybe man. that'd be kind of cool i agree I think that that would be really cool. I what I like to do is just have sort of a semi-unique or specific angle on on what it is, um, and you're thinking along the exact same lines. Like, what? How could this be a little bit different? How could it be a little mm-hmm. more exciting? How could it be um, a little more appealing? Or uh, that's that's why I like the idea of of kind of building the idea around the subject matters because yeah, that's you know, great if, too. if they work in a specific uh, platform or media then I think how we would approach um, the artist part of it can be informed by whatever that is, yeah. you know? Um, and th- that'd be really cool. You know, if it's a, if it's a writer, then maybe I do like a collage piece where I'm like cutting, cutting up books and like using the, I don't know, the, the density of letters for like light and dark or something, you know, make a, freaking paper and glue collage that looks like them or, totally. or something you know what i mean like, yeah yeah but because uh, um some of the in, in the marketing firm that i worked for i got to do some video stuff some motion concepts and um so like some of the fun things that that i did there was a agriculture um project we did for uh for john deere and some other agriculture clients and um, i was brought in to help conceptualize a mural that we'd paint and i was like you know, instead of doing a mural, what if, um, what if we sourced a whole lot of, uh, like seeds and animal feed and agriculture, um, objects that would be indicative of our clients and what they do. And then I make the fucking mural out of that. And then we make a video of that, of me making that piece and then figure out how to, um, in that case it was, it was like, we're doing, uh, like testimonials and stuff of mm-hmm. people in the office who had specific um, expertise in these fields. And so it's kind of like giving a visual uh, engine or accompaniment to, um, 
to the agenda that supports it. And in this case, it was like, you know, me with a spoon and um, some soil and like laying down like lines that in the picture are then like crop rows or, or, or whatever, you know, and like that turned out really dope. And it was really um, exciting for all the people involved because it was like, you know, let, just let's do something different. Let's do something bold. Let's do something that that is interesting. There is uh, another one I did that was a holiday mural that um, I basically did like a paint by number. So oh, I remember I, so I designed... you talked about that on yeah on here. Okay, yeah, cool, I remember cool. that. Yeah, yeah that then, was I, awesome. then I won't get back. I into saw that, that but, video of that. Yeah, but that so I mean cool. that was that was, there was a time that was fun thing. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, something like that would be dope. Yeah, man. So let, let's definitely uh, let's, we can collaborate. Let's talk we about can that. Come up with ideas. I'm for sure. Yeah, because I'm I'm all about. Um, just doing creative stuff, doing mm-hmm. the work and like build something. Um, really, I want my client commission work to get to a point where I can allocate and ask like a percentage of my bandwidth to doing these kind of projects that are just like passion projects that do have potential to pay off down the road. Mm-hmm. But it's also just about generating um, creative activity and doing fun things and um, kind of fueling ourselves by um, doing, doing things that are just kind of based on our own interest, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Um, so I'm, I'm all about that. And, um, the, the music has been sort of on, it hasn't been on hold as far as like writing and stuff, but since the quarantine hit and then, um, and then all the protests and, um, just the world sort of an upheaval, it's like, uh, what was going to be like a springtime album release for the group that I'm in Mokes with, uh, Lewis rip and Joker 70, just kind of, um, we've kept sort of pushing it back. And I think we're getting close to finally feeling like, okay, now, now it's feeling like a, a fine time to strategize how to put this thing out. We have our first show in a long time coming up. Um, we're opening for the abnorm, uh, with, oh uh, shit! Yeah, at a uh, lemon. I heard he really fucks his fans. Uh, like literally, or literally, he really fucks his fans. Um, I mean, I think a lot of musicians and artists. It. He's got a have, song. Uh, He's got a song about it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. He's like, yes, I really fuck my fans. <laughs> I think a, a lot of artists do. You know, yeah, yeah, that's of course. Why a lot of people that's become rappers and shit? Yeah, that's why any. Yeah, yeah, that's why men become musicians. They want to get laid. Yeah, well, I'm married, so I mean, that's, right. But at not, one point, I'm sure that's where you you weren't married and then became oh, in, a rapper. In college, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. In in college, it was. I mean, I, you know what? That's never why I did it, but opportunities it present themselves, helps. and you're certainly not going to just you know pass up all opportunities. Right. Right. Don't pass up any opportunity. Well, you got to pass up some. None. (laughs) Say yes to all of them. Uh, Ugly girls need love too, Lucid. Sure. You know, if, if I were, (laughs) if I were available and on the market, I would, I would definitely have sort of an equal opportunity perspective. (laughs) (laughs) So Lemonade Park. Yeah. You're open up for Abnorm. Yeah. Lemonade Park. That's in the West Bottoms. Yeah, and I haven't been there yet. You it's said that really you checked cool. it out. I, I drove by it. I didn't get to hang out there, but I went down there for appetizers and drinks last weekend, actually. Okay. And then we drove, you know, you drive by and you do this little loop and then you come by and it was right on our left-hand side and uh, 
yeah, it's Lemonade Park. It's a cool, uh, I'm excited. Cool spot, a little stage up there, a little, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the opportunity came via uh, the homie Steady P and in, Ground Entertainment, um, which he's also who invited uh, Mokes to open for Twista, and that was dope show, which I think we've discussed in the past or whatever. But Yeah, that was um, dope. I was there. Yeah, so. Uh, <clears throat> I had to leave early that night. J- just really appreciating, um, like, the, you know, the, the support and opportunities that are coming and, you know, try and maximize those um, for, for new opportunities. And that's always kind of been the play and it, it, it works pretty well. Um, it's a hip hop night at Lemonade Park, huh? Yeah. That'll be interesting because who, do you know who all is on the bill? Uh, well, so other than the abnorm and Jay-Z, um, Jay-Z, huh? Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z. Yeah. No, he'll be there. So yeah, come yeah. buy a ticket and show up so I was like, yeah, and watch us. In there. And uh, don't, Abnorm, be, don't be Jay-Z, mad at me if uh, Jay-Z... I'm pretty sure Beyonce's going to be there, too. I heard uh, it. If Jay's going to be you there. You heard it here, guys. Yeah. I that That's what I heard. Power couple. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, don't be mad at me. <laughs> but definitely buy a ticket and show up, assuming it will, for sure. And check us out. Make sure you're there, there in time for us. How does that work? Is it you buy tickets at that place, or...? That's a really good question. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I mean, I know there, there's a... It's a hip-hop night. There's I'm event excited. pages and stuff. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, and I, I'll I'll post that more so with some, like, uh, promo stuff September on, 12th, on my socials. September 12th, you said? Uh, it is September 12th, yes. And what... Is that a Saturday, Friday? One, what do we got there? That's a good question. I'm pretty sure it's a weekend. All right. Um, I'm going to have to get a babysitter. Dude, definitely come out. Yeah, absolutely. It's a Saturday, which is perfect. Okay. That's great. Saturday the 12th. All right. I'll yeah. have to get a babysitter. And, I mean, outdoors. Who out there wants to babysit the... for me? Slide <laughs> in my DMs if you want us to babysit for me. The the weather is so, like, perfect right now. It was, oh, yeah. It's 80 uh, degrees outside hot right as balls now. last week, but, like, this is, yeah, this is oh, just gorgeous. So I'm ready, for, get I'm ready for some fall. I'm ready like for this. the weather to kind of start cooling off and mm-hmm. change. I'm ready for this next season. I'm ready for a lot of things. Hunting season's coming up. I'm starting to get my fat ass back in shape. I ran four miles this morning. Nice, good. I'm trying to like change a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, it's a good time for that. It is for sure. I'm I, starting late. Everyone started at quarantine. The only thing I did during quarantine. A lot of people start, started at quarantine and then didn't. You know, I didn't they do already shit. Stopped. I started. <laughs> I started this beard. That's the only thing I've started during quarantine. It's, it's looking. That's it. It's looking good. You're it's looking. You crazy. definitely got the rugged man. Uh, like that'll work for hunting, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, you're supposed to shave it before I, when I go hunt because I'm a bow hunter. Okay, these fuckers they smell you, they smell you from pretty far away. I mean, just smear so like, deer blood all like over. I'll, I'll shave my head and my beard, but I don't know if I'm gonna do that this year. I might let it keep going. Do you like paint your face with mud and shit? No, I got uh, no, I just I'm up in a tree, buck knife in the teeth, just like what you wear drop down you, on top of yeah. it. Yeah, no, I I could have done that last year. I had a buck walk right underneath me i could have jumped on it and i'd say ride it but it probably would have broke its back yeah but i could have jumped on him or, or might have kicked you in the head <laughs> yeah yeah I, I imagine cornered those things can do some serious damage i mean because yeah yeah they could they're they're tough especially a big buck yeah but i mean they can get big they get 300 pounds well, screw you up that's a big, yeah that's, that's big. an athlete yeah man big old tough some bitch yeah I, I wouldn't I wouldn't tangle. We uh we moved from a house in Parkville where we had about an acre, but like everyone around us had about mm-hmm. about an acre of similar size plots and some slightly larger. So it was 
just like a highway for for wildlife because um, we're over by like Weatherby and so there's that lake and there's Riss Lake and um, oh, the, yeah, the deer Riss would lake. just like pass through and uh, I, I would see the deer squaring off with like my cat and the cat's like <laughs> crouched there and the deer's like just stomping it so I'm like cat you better move your ass because uh, that hoof will crush your head yes it will yeah yeah good stuff so lemonade park that'll be exciting yeah yeah i'm excited for that and then we are september 12th what time does that start do you know uh, i think it's 7 to 11 um but i don't i don't know that that's the official time that's what i remember seeing on well everybody out there do a little bit of research mm-hmm. on lemonade park and what lemonade park is if you're in kansas city if you want to look for some new music some live music i've been craving craving live music I heard my favorite yeah. spot just opened back up. Where's that? Green Lady Lounge. Oh, that's, that's but they're not. Spot. But they're not playing music. It's just open for drinks. They're not doing music right now. So I'm like, uh, ah, doggone it! Like I want, I love. That's my spot. I want yeah. some music. I miss. I crave live music. It's such. It's such a perfect ambiance for the music that they play there. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it would still be a nice swanky place to hang out and grab a drink, but the music is just what makes it so special. Oh yeah. Um, so that's that's really unfortunate. Hopefully they figure out a way to. I don't know. I mean, what what do you put like just, um, like, plastic? Just do it in front of, in front of the musicians or I, you I know. just do it. I don't know. Just don't sing. Well, what they call a song. Ah, yeah. If you're playing if you're playing trombone, like there's a lot of spit. I used to play trombone. No trombone. Organ, bass. Guitar, oh, just keyboard, you know, whatever. Instruments just, that you, you don't, don't need yeah, to use drum. your mouth and saliva yeah. and stuff to... Okay. I, I could see that. Like, um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it it's kind of like... Yeah, it sucks for the people that... Uh, it sucks. I want a harmonica. not those, but... Um, you're right, a piano, if someone's not singing, then that's not going to be... Yeah, uh, guitar, bass, and drum. That's not a super spreader, right? Is that what they call it? If you're a I don't performer know. or something? I no. think they call them super spreaders. Which also goes back to like fucking your fans. Um, it's like super spreader. Yeah, I have a move called the super spreader in the bedroom. Yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> pretty sure that's what it's called. Because uh, if you stand on stage and you're singing, you're spitting on people. Oh yeah. Just like exuding a bigger mist of. Yeah, they can figure it out. Let's germs. go. Figure it out, Green Lady Lounge. In the meantime, we're gonna go mm-hmm. to Lemonade Park, watch Mokes. Mokes. And September twelfth. What else you got yeah. going on? Uh, man, I've just been writing verses and and uh, doing doing. Uh, you gonna have an album or more videos? I know well, you're talking I mean, about I, it, kind of putting on. Is it putting on hold? I have I have an album of mine that's been mastered for a minute, and we have a Mokes album that's been mastered for a minute, and we have um, a whole bunch of other material written and kind of queued up, and we have some. You know, I have we have like three music videos that are like pretty close to done or can get done when it makes sense to cue them in and prioritize them and, and that kind of thing. It's just sort of all these pieces that are floating and waiting for, um, waiting to be utilized and and put out. And, um, that's a bit what, um, is, is coming up and, and maybe it could have happened sooner. It's just, as I mentioned, it's like with, with everything going on in the world, it just hasn't felt like a time that like, it's not about me. It's not about Mokes. It's not about like, it's about all the things happening It's about COVID. It's about Freddie Gray. It's about, um, black lives matter, which they most fucking certainly do. Um, 
And yeah, other lives matter too. That's not, it's not the point. Um, but all these things happening and all these, um, all these truly, uh, truly kind of monumental, um, things and things that need to be addressed in currents within culture and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I felt like if you're not speaking on that directly, then, you know, don't really need to be cluttering the airwaves. But I think that we're getting to a point where like people, people want new music. They want culture. They want things to feel good about things to enjoy. Music's um, in a weird spot right now. I think a lot mm-hmm. of different art, I think comedies, comedies in a really weird spot. Oh yeah. Art, yeah, that. Mu- yeah. Music's in a weird spot. Uh, movies, yeah. TV shows, like the entertainment bubble is just kind of burst right now it's kind of going all over the place and they're trying yeah. to figure out how do we form this back but, together. but there like, is what are we doing that? there's like space right now for new stuff to people to are emerge. ready for, i think people are starting to get ready for it yeah my numbers are starting to come back up for the podcast they took a dip there when the when covid first started and people mm-hmm. were laid off for the most part not going to work numbers took a dip but they've been coming back up people are ready they're wanting more they're wanting things they're wanting they're wanting yeah. to be entertained they're done they've watched everything on hulu they've watched everything on netflix <laughs> yeah. you know they need new shit they need new songs they need new something to bump to you know? yeah yeah so I, I think you know i think we're gonna start making more more noise um pretty soon i mean last last year was supposed to be the year that all this stuff was getting put out we put out four music videos we put out four singles um me and lou rip uh and it it was good it was like a a fun run and it was a good uh kind of precursor to what we want to put out but last year my daughter's um school district had had gotten redistricted and so we basically decided that we have to move and so that's what last year was about it's like life just you know life Life gets in the way for artists doesn't it yeah i mean man plans god laughs unless you're like independently super wealthy it's just Life just even then I'm yeah. sure it's still who knows I guess what do I know I'm not rich clearly <laughs> yeah but yeah life gets in the way of art yeah man yeah I mean I'd, I'd be highly speculating as to what it's like with I mean I don't know if if you're rich like what are those experiences translate I mean because life is art art is life right so it's like I don't know what does a rich person's art look like I don't really know um, but I do know that a lot of uh, my f- favorite artists have um, you know they've extracted from themselves their own uh from their own struggles and their own um hardships and stuff and i mean i'm someone who has, oh yeah well once you get rich then the art stops right the goodness of the good <laughs> art stops right <laughs> yeah, yeah with with like the exception of just some but i'd say for the most part yeah like it it uh it sort of spoils i heard i heard something that might apply to this someone say um that and this was in context of talking about um uh elon musk and like uh zuckerberg and that is i don't like him but i like musk that people um people people's growth uh is arrested at the point in which they became rich like you grow as a person until the point that you become wealthy and then that person that became wealthy is who the wealthy people remain i don't know how accurate that is but it kind of like it kind of made sense that you know if if you find a version of yourself that is immensely successful even if it's flawed it would be really hard to decide that 
you're going to keep growing as an individual, like to, to decide, um, I mean, your value structure would have to be not just based on monetary gain, which mine is personally not, but I'm also not rich. So, you know, I, um, I think about, you know, spirituality and I think about, um, civic responsibility. And I think very much about, um, responsibilities as a parent and, and, um, and as, you know, a husband and friend and a, a son and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and so I take kind of a holistic approach to always trying to grow and be more, um, like a better person. But I, I could see if you pursue money and you have, if that is in any way like exalted above the other things and you achieve that, I mean, that's so many rich people are just like horrible, um, you know, parents or horrible, uh, spouses or horrible, whatever. And mm-hmm. I think it's because being good at those things is not what got them the money. And then, right. um, I don't know if it's like that for, for artists too, but I mean, a lot of, a lot of artists, um, sacrifice those same things, their familial relationships, the, um, the, the other aspects of life become sort of peripheral to this goal or whatever. Right. And that, that's something that I've tried to, uh, intentionally stay away from and, and let my value structure, um, determine that, um, my art, it will ideally, um, beget and foster more opportunities for my creativity to find conduits to travel. But, um, I've really, uh, for a long time separated myself, like my ego self from the art and what it's supposed to do. So, I mean, I even pass by or go through like a restaurant that, um, we were talking about freaking frack earlier right. off air, uh, which is like one of my favorite local spots. And I did a mural in there, um, years and years and years back, like maybe 10 years ago or something like that. And it's, it's still there and it's still looking nice. good, but it, it's been there so long. Like I'll walk through there and ne- not even register that something I painted is on the wall. I just walk past it and it's part of like the environment because mm-hmm. I don't feel, um, tethered to that. Um, and that, that's just an intentional, I guess, aspect of mine and, and possibly part of the reluctance I've had in putting out some of the music and stuff is that same, like letting go, like, you know, putting something out into the world and letting it belong to other people and letting other people, um, absorb it and kind of adopt it for their, for their own, you know, for, um, which is, that's the beautiful part of it. But I think, uh, there, there's probably a reluctancy of something that my, my music, since I've had the visual arts be like my bread and butter, my music has been where I put a lot of my personal growth stuff, you know? So a lot of, a lot of my music, and this is a similarity that Lou Rip and I both have. And, and one of the reasons that our, our verses and our music, uh, gel well together is because, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, aspirational, uh, thoughts that go into this, like identifying better versions of ourselves, identifying, um, uh, hopes and, and, uh, and dreams and trying to give those life, but then also, um, also calling out and identifying some of our, you know, shortcomings or whatever. And then, and then also just getting creative with it, you know, like, um, I initially started drawing because I liked comic books and 
I don't get to do a lot of that just drawing for fun these days yeah. because it's very project oriented and, and lyrics are kind of like that. Like for me, it, it is kind of a, a comic book. Um, you know, if I do a song about being a gunslinger, then it's, it's like the whole vernacular is, is that, you know, I got two right. six shooters fit with sandable grips together. One sure fire way to handle bullshit blast from the hip, token motion of a gunslinger ball blow holes and foes with my front fingers, clutch triggers. Drunk thickers draw carelessly, a perforator longs to help me get more air to breathe. If I catch one on a run, it's a coward's last duel. Sand from their dreams keep my hourglass full. Um, coins in their pocket of the lock around the neck of the profits that I spend posted up in the saloon from high noon until night moonshine fills my tin cup chin up when guzzling I chug it till my piss drum lit blunt smoking at a card table stern bluff poker face nor to hold it ace up in my shirt cuff when the surplus said uh, chips is on the rises when the table turns tough and then I gotta remind him I got two six shooters fit with sand with grips and one short temper known to throw rational fits topple the table spill my castle the chips on the floor to hit the door get into saddles and split I got two six shooters fit with sand with grips together one short Fire way to handle bullshit like take 10 pieces turn around and blow leave you slack jaw smoke floating out your mouth you know like so just Damn. get immersive into wherever yeah. the world is that that'd be you know, a good comic I, book. I see that as yeah that's a comic book in my brain mm -hmm. that's that's a that's a movie i i love story raps and stuff you know so like on the album I do I, too. eminem did phenomenal at that. oh he i mean he changed the game yeah. on that like you know i i'm a mediocre fan of his these days but uh, you know oh his when, first when album he was I mean, you could, when yeah. he was on the rise the first like three four albums because yeah. it was it was really through to the uh, eight mile soundtrack that he was just he, he was he was blazing trails man mm -hmm. um doing stuff that no one not like anyone had ever really done like there were notable artists much less notoriety that had done things like what he right. was doing in very specific ways but i mean Dude, uh, yeah, he he uh, he blazed trails. Yes, for you did. sure. What else you got in that book over there? You brought a little book to talk to me. Did we hit everything? Uh, what do I got? Uh, yeah, we talked about COVID and getting laid off. Um, I I was, uh, yeah, I could mention. So I got laid. Off. This isn't the first time I got laid off. Uh, the first time I got laid off was in two thousand nine in the financial crisis, um, and I was in architecture at the time, and that market tanked. Um, right. and so this was kind of, that sort of set me up for, um, just since then always having the mind frame, like this could fall away at any oh, moment. Oh, nice. Okay. Be and, prepared. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, there were, there were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of lessons that I learned from that, um, that now I've employed the, the learnings from that into how I'm addressing this current situation. Um, and I had written a song when, um, when that happened, I'm wondering what, what registers here. Yeah, there we go. It's like, what the fuck just happened? Honestly, it's too much to fathom one. Meeting them working then out the door that they dumped me from a trash bin like up and at them. We're cutting back employees to the economy is done collapsing. And so they said, now I'm nervous to shepherd the road ahead of me. What I'm going to do? Got the opposite and nothing to lose. More like something to prove to my love and refuse to give up. But I'm coming unglued. Learning to budget my food. Mortgage your bills. Yeah. If we can even afford it for reals. Yet to be seen. It's not looking good. I'm knocking on wood. I was up. Now I'm down. Somebody said it'll come back around if it's meant to be eventually. I guess we'll see if my destiny will set me free. 
Another day gone by still no cash flow coming in budget. My funds are tad low. Wish it I had to hustle to find work. Google and just for eight hours. My eyes are a little bit desperate. Feel the distress. It's hectic. I'm trying to hit a seven ten split. Only got one shot foot in the door, but I can't get it unlocked. What in the blood clot? Just now ready to grab me a dust mop. Swipe my time call through the punch clock. Buck stops right here. It's quite clear as I'm counting up quarters to buy beer. Gotta put it in high gear. Do whatever it takes. I thought this was gonna be my year. Well, whatever the pace. Yeah, I was up. Now I'm down. Somebody said it'll come back around if it's meant to be. Eventually, I guess we'll see if my destiny will set me free. Uh, I'm at the end of my rope, feeling a bit too much pressure to cope. Bended a poker paper clip on my pipe for some resin to smoke. No job, no money, no money to weeds. What the hell is just as well? Can't for work with cloud of piss. And most of the jobs I've applied for seem to require urine analysis. Background checks. Haven't even reached that round yet in over a year. Only had one interview. Phone my dad. Like, what am I doing? I've been stuck in a rubber for dozens of months. And it feels a bit like I've been punching the gust. Dad's his son. Been there before once or twice in my life. Here's a little advice. Yeah, you up now. You down. Promise you though it'll come back around. Because it's meant to be eventually. I'll bet you'll see your destiny and he will set you free. Maybe he's writing it's just a test to help me become the best I could be or rise above the rest. I want success and nothing less. And that's when I started Lucid Arts was like, um, like right at that time. So there's like a synchronicity. Counting quarters to buy beer. I know that's <laughs> struggle, man. Counting up quarters to buy beer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was just like looking at my life at the time and really just saying exactly what it was, just mm-hmm. trying, to, trying to illustrate with words. But I mean, that... That was therapy, just writing that when I'm like mowing the lawn and just stressed the fuck out, you know. Um, but I mean, my wife and I look back on that time as kind of uh, a good time because we buckled down. We were um, mindful of what we did have. And, um, you know, it's like if you own if you own a crisis, you own a setback, then you also own your response to it and that can that can really result in some some strong insights confidence um or just capability you know mm-hmm. um knowing that you can handle a situation like that i mean at the same time this situation that we're in now is a whole other level um because it's not just a financial crisis it's a, you know it's a financial crisis that was brought on by a global pandemic that also um, highlighted a lot of civil unrest and there's all this other stuff going. So then, um, you know, despite whatever lessons I learned last time, now it's, it's stepped up. And so more lessons to learn, right? That's how, that's how I look at it. That's all we we have. I mean, you have to, you just have to, Mm -hmm. if if you're going to get through this and survive and thrive, if you will, you just have to look at it like this is there's a lesson here you have to learn individually. I think it's a choice to look at it that way or not. Yeah. And I think that is what I've found to be the best the best approach. You're doing amazing things. I'm glad it gave you at least a little nudge or kick that maybe you needed to get you building your studio and getting things, you know, getting, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's stressful as all hell being a provider for a family, getting a new Dude, house. Dude, us, us doing I this right now, just, a, a week ago, this would have been a much different interview. A week right. before that would have been a much different yeah. interview. Like each, Should each have day. Should <laughs> Be even better next week. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I want to come back on soon with uh, with Lou Rip and uh, Joker, our producer. He really wants to come back on and, and yeah. chop it up too. Let's um, do it. And uh, I, I'd like to do that sometime um, in the near future, once we kind of just get um, our ducks in a row on some of these videos and, and album yeah, release, and I got stuff. Uh, I got some dates open in October. That yeah, that would, that would probably be perfect. 
something right. like that. Yeah, that'd be really fun. All right, anything else you want to get to there? Um, I mean, I think on my checklist we kind of ran. ran well, you got a thing. gang um, full of stickers over the, here. That Vietnamese cafe trailer. I just wanted to mention uh, Jack, 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 yeah. Jackie Wen uh, would be a really interesting host. Oh, yeah, I want uh, her on here. Yeah, if, you say, if she's down, she, I I definitely endorse her. I, I mean, we've only talked a couple times, but no, she, I love the uh, concept. Concept. I like the idea. I, her, yeah, her her project and mission is really interesting. But then. Um, I don't know that much of her backstory, but it is compelling. She's a stage actress. She was on, um, I believe she was on Miss Saigon when the pandemic hit. And so this is kind of her, uh, this cafe is her response to her um, vocation being pulled out from under her. Okay, cool. And not being able to Great, I'd love, the I'd love to have her on. This sounds amazing. So, yeah, yeah. And I mean, talking to her, like, um, it was like the longer I talked to her, the more, um, sort of like parallels or intrigue that that appeared like uh, um, she's really into hip hop so like the idea of her thing is she's like first generation Vietnamese so um, the authenticity of the cultural representation of what she's serving plus like she grew up in Cali and she lived in New York for, for 10 years and stuff and so there's like um, a real strong hip hop influence on her I, I think her boyfriend's a hip hop dancer um, and I mean, he look he looks like it, um, you know, cause if you're going to do that hip hop stuff, you got to be in good shape and stuff. Yeah, I'd love this. Um, I'd love to have her. It sounds awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, so so I want to, I want to mention that. And then, uh, we, we talked about the, the show. We talked about the projects. I think, I mean, I ran through, uh, my checklist uh, again, uh, lucid flows on Instagram, uh, check me out and the stuff that, you know, that I didn't know the information for as far as like the lemonade park show, the timing. And no, all that's that fun for I, people. I'm going to post want, all that. I want people, yeah, people that are listening right now, I want them to actually go check it out for themselves too, just to get an idea. Maybe sometimes just looking up, you know, Lemonade Park on Instagram might give you that extra motivation that you need to get out and be like, oh, this looks kind of cool. This looks really, I did, yeah. you know, maybe you don't know what to think of it. And it looks super inviting. It looks like a cool, chill vibe. It's in the West Bottoms. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's a cool spot right now. Oh, yeah. And with, it's what? live music. Everyone wants live music right now. Get your ass out there and go see it. Yeah, and I mean, spending time out outdoors, listening to live music is it's the is, best. That's always one of my favorites. Soul cleansing. And uh, I think everyone's hungry for getting back to shows, but I love the idea of a venue that is it specifically was engineered, designed as a response to the current situation that we're in, and. Um, and is able to or you know focused on um providing a venue where everyone can have a safe distance from each other be safe not you know not just um be careless and stuff and even um the questions that i've been asking are like you know what about you know uh sanitizing mics and like what you know other artists um sharing space like how's that and um, I haven't gotten all of the answers on that, but I've gotten assurances that all those, all dice, those considerations, just roll the dice. all those considerations have, have been addressed and they have an answer for all those. So I'm, I'm just really interested to see, to see this, to do this. I'm excited to get back to it and to, to get back on the mic because, uh, it, you know, it's sort of, it's part of me. So being away from it, um, I've felt, I've felt part of me missing i bet i know lou feels the same way too because mm -hmm. uh his you know his identity as an as an mc 
is so like quintessential with who he is. Right. Um, I mean, I do his writing all the time. His pen game is just ridiculous. But uh, if you just keep creating, you don't have an opportunity to share and to establish connections with people, then it just kind of, you know, you get backed up and, and stuff. And I think <laughs> I get the impression he deals with uh, these sort of stresses a little bit, uh, maybe better than, than I do at times. He's got a really admirable level head. As, as I talk to him, I always have like text threads going with him and Joker and it's everything from, Hey, here's an idea for this track, or here's an idea for a video to, um, you know, here, check out this thing that, uh, that I just watched, or have you guys seen this movie or, um, dude, my day is shit or this thing just happened or this bombshell or, or whatever. And, um, man, that, that dude is always helping me and Joker, like keep, keep our heads kind of like on track and, and stuff. Nice. Um, and th I think that a lot of that goes into our music. And so that's, uh, that's gonna, I feel be cathartic to share as well. Once we start getting the stuff out there, I'm excited to hear the new stuff that Mokes has. Yeah, it's it's good stuff, man. Yeah. It's it's very experimental. Um, I mean, sort of like the stories that that we talked about. Uh, we got we got story songs like nice. with a song called uh, "Ain't Nobody There" that'll be coming out soon. And it's like, um, how many songs do you guys get to play? Uh, I don't know. Um, Lemonade part. We need to put together our set. I think our set will be like twenty five minutes. Or okay, like twenty cool. twenty five. Nice. Um, and you can squeeze a lot of material into that, especially. You know, our hip hop songs aren't um, typically too lengthy. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, I think that'll probably be like eight tracks or something, eight or nine. Dang, bet. that's a whole CD. Um, that's an album. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Um, but we're, we're excited, man. We're going to put it down. We'll do, do some uh, some good raps. and Some good and, raps, uh, September 12th, yeah, man. Lemonade Park. We're going to rap it fast, Mokes. rap it slow. Lucid Flows on Instagram. Yeah. Holler at them. Knock me down, I bounce back like a bop back clown that'll lay you out flat. Yeah. Thanks for being here again. Thanks for having me, dude. You want to say anything uh, before we get off the mic here and, uh, you know, get out of here? Uh, support local artists, support local music. Amen. Uh, support this dude. If you're already, you know, listening or watching this, then uh, support you, me. you already know what's up. Um, yeah, man. I just, to you, like, let's let's continue to, to build like we did with the, um, with Primordial Brew, that being such a cool, and for anyone uh, who doesn't know, like, Ryan let me uh, help design oh, like geez. the flyers you and stuff. You made the flyer, yeah. It was yeah. amazing. So yeah, that was so that was, fucking cool. That was so fun. Cool. I didn't expect that to turn out that well, but one, once I got the uh, the little like primordial creature like Man, so floating cool. in the in the beer <laughs> bottle, right? And then I was, and then I had the epiphany of like, okay, so the 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 other side needs to be sort of like a beer label or whatever. Like, so this is. You know, yeah, like this is the beer, the primordial brew, but it's also the event. So instead of a beer label with all the beer information, it's it's all the the entertainment and information. I need, I've got it in there. I need to frame it and put it in here. I just I oh get, yeah, that, I get that lazy. Would be a good I will. It's getting framed. I got that, and I have a Brandon Patrick, one of the comics that was there that night. He's great. Yeah, I have a sketch that the other comic did of him, like a charcoal sketch. It's really good. That I'm going to frame and hang in here too. Yeah, you're talking about Aaron. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's he's a good painter, dude. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, he told me that night that that he painted, and I, I mean, I did, didn't dismiss it, but um, I hadn't checked out his stuff yet. He right. does he does a lot of landscape and still life and stuff, and uh, he's got chops, man. I mean, yeah, he's, he's legit. He's, uh, yeah, it's really cool. As 
as a multidisciplinary artist, when I do see other people doing it, I always have a more innate appreciation of of what they're doing. Because, nice. Shout out to Aaron Scarborough. Yeah, but man, both those dudes are hysterical. I was laughing my ass off that. Yeah, that was yeah. a good night, man. It. Uh, yeah, I, I really. Yeah, I can't thank you enough for being a part of that. You were a big, big part of that. Yes. So more, more stuff like that. Um, not just events for events' sakes, but uh, any way in which we can kind of build to uh to you know let's talk about the showcase thing and let's do it i'm always ways to i'm always down and open for new stuff cool man all right man i appreciate it yeah let's get out here fist bump all right boom boom, we're out of here boom shock lock bye